Hello there and welcome to a new episode of Only Goats and Horses with your two hosts, Red Roll and JT. Hello everyone, and yeah, this week we are looking at the last episode of Series 3, it's called Thicker Than Water, and this one um, aired on the 25th of December, so it was a Christmas special, um, 1983, uh, 10.8 million viewers, and uh, last week I didn't have the viewing figures and I've, I've actually got them for the um, the episode before, which was 11.9. So this one went down by about a million viewers, bread roll, but I guess being on Christmas Day, maybe that was the reason. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, m- most likely. I mean, imagine, you know, Christmas Day was a bit more of a kind of a family thing back then. I suppose it still is nowadays. It's supposed to be at least anyway. But um, yeah, losing a million viewers on Christmas Day is not to be sniffed at really because most people are probably asleep, drunk or farting off their Brussels sprouts. So should be all right, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. And to be fair, this is like the third sort of Christmas special we've done now. And I don't think... Obviously, they were sort of standard running length, weren't they? 30 minutes. I don't think really um, they'd nailed the Christmas specials, had they, at this point. I think, obviously, we're going to do um, to Hullen back in a few weeks' time now, which would be the first feature-length Christmas special. But I would say that's when they really kicked off, because these ones are kind of sort of nothing episodes, aren't they, really? They kind of are. It's almost like they didn't know how to finish off a series. Like, oh, sorry, maybe I'll throw a Christmas special in there just to wrap it up, but... Like I said, they don't really do a huge amount. I mean, there is obviously a plot point in here that is something that is ongoing now for like the rest of the saga, really. Um, but yeah, like you say, like the Hullenbach's probably the first proper one. That's when they started to become a must-see sort of property, really, and they put some effort in making them like an hour-long feature length at times. Um, but then most of the Christmas specials after this aren't set around Christmas, whereas these ones all have been. And this one, compared to the two that we've had previously, actually... It looks kind of Christmassy. They've actually decorated their flat properly and there's a bit more kind of oomph to say, yes, this is set around Christmas compared to the other two. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You can see the decorations and obviously it starts off on Christmas night with uh, Rodney and Grandad in the flat, which we'll get to in a minute. But yeah, um, they were kind of a bit strange. I mean, this kind of flowed with the um, the actual running time of the, the series itself. It was actually building up to this. It, it the whole series aired sort of throughout December, but some of the other ones were a few weeks after. They were just almost seemed thrown in for just for the sake of it, almost, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely agree. Uh, I do apologise if anyone hears some random noises. I do have my cat with me tonight. Um, she made an appearance in our movie podcast the other week. Um, so if you hear some weird purring noises, um, it'll be my cat, not me. Um, so, yeah, she'll probably bugger up in a minute anyway because she's quite grumpy. But, yeah, um, so uh, I'll run through the synopsis then, Red Roll, if that's OK. This one, again, is pulled from Wikipedia. So we'll see what they've got to say about it, if that's all right. Yeah, let's take a look, see what it's all about. Let's have a look. So, while Del Boy is off on another date, Rodney and Grandad are watching the movie Sleepless Nights on Christmas Day 
when a stranger appears at the door. The stranger turns out to be Dale and Rodney's father and granddad's son, Reg, who had abandoned them 18 years earlier after the death of their mother, Joan. When Dale learns of Reg's return, he intends to throw him out, but Rodney and granddad persuade Dale to give him a chance. Reg tells his two sons and father that he has been living in Newcastle and has recently been diagnosed with hereditary blood disorder. So that's kind of how the episode starts. Um, you've got Grandad and Rodney watching the film on Christmas night, both fucking miserable, um, as I guess Christmas was back then. I don't know. Dell's out, and then um, Rich just turns up at the door, and it's the, the first time we've actually, um, and the only time we actually see him, isn't it? It is, yeah, especially, well, for like that, the only fools and horses, as it were. I know he, he's just quite heavy in rocking chips, which is the prequel, but um, yeah, the one and the only time we actually see Reg, and I, can't, I don't know the name of the guy who plays him. I don't think I've seen him in much else, but I think he does a pretty good job in this. Like, he plays his part well, like a lot of these kind of like one-off side characters do. Um, it's strange, actually, when um, Rodney opens the door and everything, and then Grandad comes in, he's like, oh, gives him a hug and all that sort of stuff. And he's like, oh, Rodney, I want you to int- I want you to meet someone. It's your dad. I just imagine like how fucking weird that would be to actually meet your dad for the first time that way. Yeah, yeah, it is crazy. Watching this earlier, I was like, shit, yeah, that would be um, pretty pretty mad. Um, Peter Withorpe is the name of the guy who plays Reg. Um, and he's, been, he's been in a few things that I sort of did a bit of a wiki on him earlier. He's been in sort of a few TV series. He died in 2004. Um, but yeah, he, he was around in a few bits and pieces. But yeah, it would be fucking mad, wouldn't it? Meeting your dad like that. Like, obviously... Granddad sort of says, "Oh, hi, Reg," and hugs him and that, and then just says, "Rodney, here's your dad." He's like, "Fuck me, yeah, mad." Yeah, I was thinking throughout this. Obviously, we'll get to the rest of the synopsis and the way kind of Granddad behaves a little bit. Um, not so much Rodney, but because Rodney obviously he still like, obviously loves Dell and everything, even like towards the end. But I would say that like the way like Granddad's like all giving him a hug and telling him to come in, and like he lets him have a bath and puts some of Dell's clothes on. So he knows this guy is a complete bender. He fucking walked out and fucking left them and everything, left him high and dry, stole everything. The guy's an asshole, but I suppose it's just that whole thing of at the end of the day, he's still his son, so he's got that kind of loyalty. I guess that's what they were going for, but you'd have thought Grandad would have been like Dell and be like, no, fucking sling your up, get out of here. Yeah, yeah, I've always thought that, the way that Grandad does welcome him in. Maybe he's giving him one last chance, but, you know, it's, it's blood, isn't it? And they say blood is thicker than water, I guess. Um, and um, Dell's out at this point when um, Reg first turns up and Rodney says he's out with Lassie I think so I'm wondering who Dell's out with we don't actually see the woman but obviously another one of um, his uh, dates it probably is uh, questionable yeah yeah I know and again it's, un- it's unfortunate obviously the slang that they throw around for some of these uh, women that Dell and Rodney date um, the bit, there's a good line that made me laugh and everything Granddad's like I hope you and you know Dell doesn't know you call her that Rodney's like, oh, he must know, because when she came home from her holiday from Spain, uh, she, she was in, like, quarantine for two weeks before he could bring her out or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's dodgy, isn't it? And when um when Reg does turn up, and um, before Del gets home, Grandad gives him some of Del's clothes, and he's he's wearing one of Del's shirts, and, you know, D- Del's not the most sort of skinny person in the world, but old Reg, the, the bottom button doesn't even do up. See, it's all bulging out his, uh, his beer belly. Yeah, and when fucking Dell comes home, he's got this like fucking horrendous jacket on. It's like it's not his normal camel hair thing. It's like a pimp's camel hair jacket. It's <laughs> all fluffed and everything. I think Reg nicks it later, and he's always wearing it. But um, 
Dale comes in wearing that and he's got like this red tail net and his little suit and at the start Rodney's wearing his fucking haggard ass like jeans that come up to his nipples and his ragged jacket but later on <laughs> the episode on his uh, praying madness outfit yeah he does get into his praying madness suit doesn't he in the next scene and I do like the fact that when um, Rodney sort of gives Dale the spiel about how um, you know oh he, he's um, Reggie's here and everything and he, he gives him all that and he says um, about what's it he says um, would you give him your bed and Dale's like yeah, of course I would well that's good because he's taking it or something doesn't he yeah <laughs> Yeah, and there's another bit. Um, it's right at the start when Grandad and Rodney are watching like a movie. I don't know what the movie's called. I meant to make a note of it. Um, and Grandad's saying like, "Yeah, I watched this when it first came out." But then like the um, like the Germans started like bombing us, or there's like you know the the air raid or something. So we had to run for the shelter. But Rodney's like, "Oh, that's great. I'm spending Christmas night watching a film that the Germans tried to bomb." And that's why that was quite funny. <laughs> yeah, I guess it makes a change from Rodney watching The Circus, which we saw him watch in a uh, Christmas special last season, I think, or series. Um, so, yeah, Rodney doesn't obviously get on Christmas TV, does he? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, so Dell and Rodney quickly take blood tests, which both turn out negative, but Grandad notices the results that they have had different blood types. Grandad explains that around the time Rodney was born, Reg and Joan were having frequent arguments and Joan flirted with other men. Dell and Grandad thus both assume that Rodney has a different father and tell him the news, with Dell concluding that Rodney is a whodunit. However, when Reg returns having checked his own and Grandad's blood groups, he reveals that it's in fact Dell who has the alien blood group. So this is it's quite weird, isn't it, the, the fact that I mean, yeah, obviously Reg opens it and he doctors the blood results, but they don't seem to really take much notice of that at the time. Um, and Grandad makes the excuse, oh, he was obviously anxious and he's opened them before you got got hold of them. But just a bit strange, I thought. Well, yeah, I mean, he's just not a trustworthy character, is he? And Odell, obviously, to be fair to Dow, he's like he doesn't budge an inch. Like Rodney and Grandad are like, oh, but he's... He's old, he might be sick and, you know, he's a changed man and stuff, but Dell is having absolutely none of it. And Dell's actually right, you know, right on the money this time around. Um, but yeah, you would have thought, but like, okay, so he's come back. Suddenly this is happening and he's being, a, you know, a complete wanker about it, really. Another thing, I think Rodney actually mentioned it a bit later on, but like between an A and an AB, like to my knowledge, I'm not a doctor, but siblings don't have to have the same blood type anyway, do they? Like, um, I don't think I've got the same no. blood type as my brothers and that, so... I know obviously they're using it for the plot line and it's a simple one to follow, but it's not really that kind of like a hardcore kind of like flawless plan, is it? It would just automatically be like, okay, we're not brothers because it's got a different blood type. Yeah, and obviously that's brought up as well. Rodney um, in the, the sort of the last scene almost says that, you know, brothers don't have to have the same blood type. But yeah, you're right. Dell, for once, is on the money. Normally Dell's way off the plot, isn't he? But he... He is um, suspicious of Reg right from the start, and being his dad or not, he he's not having any of it. And for once, he's actually right. Yeah, I like the bit when Reg is like saying he's sick, and Del Boy's like, "No, nah, no, nah, you know, it's basically BS," um, but in a more PG term and stuff. And so he says, like, "What he's had everything from galloping lurgy to Saturday night fever or something like that." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and he says about the cubic foot, and they tried to have a week off work with it, I think. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, obviously, this goes on for quite a while as a sort of underlying plot, and we find out that Rodney isn't actually 
the the same it hasn't got the same father as Dale. We find out in the last episode, isn't it, that he's actually um fuck me, what's his name? Oh um, Freddie Robdoll, isn't it? Freddie Robdoll's son. Yeah. Um so I'm just wondering if if um John Sullivan was thinking that far ahead because it's clever writing either way, isn't it? Whether he, he was thinking that far ahead or obviously he already dialed back to this when he wrote that episode. But yeah, either way it works really well. Yeah, it is really cleverly done. And I actually watched randomly, it was on Gold over the weekend, the very last episode, where they actually fully confirmed that Rodney is Freddie's son. But they do touch on it a few times, don't they? And like um, the Frog's legacy and all that stuff, there's always these kind of little is he, isn't he sort of thing. And the way they play it, it's like, yeah, must must be. Because obviously Dead and Rodney look nothing alike, do they? And I know TV no. can't throw <laughs> at the best of times, but <laughs> like, you know, Rodney's like a thousand foot tall and like skinny as a rake. And Dale's just like kind of a little hobbit bloke, really. Yeah, exactly that, isn't it? I mean, if if that was ever the intention from the start or whether he sort of thought about it while he was going. But yeah, I mean, they are chalk and cheese, aren't they, Dale and Rodney? Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen a mismatched pair like that since Arnie and Danny DeVito did twin. <laughs> yeah, oh, we need to review that, actually, <laughs> thinking of that. Yeah. Another one as well as um, there's another bit of a, a joke here, and it is funny, um, but again, it might ruffle a few feathers, is when they're granddad and uh, Della talking and you're like oh but he sort of says um, oh your mum was seeing these new people around this sort of time and stuff and then he mentions someone's name I think it's Mavis or something like that I was like well she had a son um, I'm you know people were talking about it but you know we weren't ever quite sure and they were, they were like oh how, how did you know it was um, it wasn't the um, the same father as her other son well he was half cast or something like that he just sort of comes out with something like really obvious but the way it's built up is really good yeah, yeah, and again, like you say, probably wouldn't get away with that sort of thing these days, even though it's not offensive in any way, shape, or form, really. And this is um, the last episode, isn't it? We that Granddad's ever in, and he, he kind of goes out on a whimper. Obviously, it wasn't supposed to be the last episode he was in, I'm sure, because you know he he passed away, Leonard Pierce. Um, so I'm I'm pretty sure John Sullivan wasn't thinking of writing him out at this point. But you know, for his last episode, he sort of goes out on a whimper, really, doesn't he? He does, yeah. I mean, he's got a few good lines in here, but yeah, it's not really a granddad-centric episode, is it? And again, like, obviously no one knew at the time, I guess, I see the thing about age and getting sick, it kind of, kind of happens uh, pretty quickly. It's quite sad, actually. It's almost a bittersweet episode. I wouldn't say it's an amazing episode, but it was a shame knowing that, you know, obviously this is granddad's last episode. They didn't get a chance to really kind of wrap him up in any way, like sort of, with sort of a decent plot line or anything like that. Obviously, they did their best when Series 4 started. Yeah, I mean, obviously we'll get on to Series 4 next week um, and I guess they, they did their best. But yeah, it was a bit of a sad episode for him to leave on, really. But but there we go. Obviously, um, that happened. So the sort of episode ends. After spending the night at Trigger's place, Dale drowns his sorrows at the nag's head while Reg moves in permanently wearing Dale's clothes, spending time with Rodney and taunting Dale for being a lone ranger. At one point, shouting, hi-ho, silver at him. Rodney reassures Dale that children with the same parents can have different blood groups and recommends that he visits Dr. Becker, the Trotter's family doctor, to clarify the results. Dale at first refuses, as Becker was with their mother before her death and so did not want him to realise that she was seeing different men. The next evening, Reg is clearly outstaying his welcome at the flat, having spent all of the Rodney and Grandad's money, drunk all their beer, and even written a bet on one of Rodney's GCSE certificates. GCE, sorry, not GCSE. Dale returns home and reveals that he took Rodney's advice and went to see Dr. Dr. Becker 
who confirmed that the blood type was actually A and not AB, as recorded on the results, and that someone, Reg, had altered them in an attempt to isolate Dell and take his place in Nelson Mandela House. Furthermore, Dr. Becker made some background checks, which found that Reg was actually a porter at Newcastle Infirmary, not a patient, and was on the run after stealing numerous items from the hospital, including a doctor's scooter. All but defeated, Reg decides to leave, and the trotters are glad to see him go, although Dale still gives him some money on his way out. So that was pretty much the bulk of the episode, the fact that Reg was actually being a complete dick and lying all the way through it, which kind of, as we said earlier, Dale knew all along for one way or another. Maybe he didn't actually know, but he'd never trusted his dad, which is quite sad, really, when you think about it. Yeah, it is. And it's one of those things, again, like, you know, we look at Only Fools, we've mentioned before, like, it is a comedy, you know, it's a comedy show, really, but it does touch on some very kind of, like, drama-based themes and some very real-life themes, and it manages to do them respectfully while still throwing a bit of a comedy spin on there. But this whole storyline, especially for a Christmas one as well, it's like, you know, the whole thing about, like, Dad who ran out on them, comes back, you know, throws it, turns their life upside down over a week or so, and then, again, buggers off and leaves. But when you actually break that down in real life, that'd be, like, really kind of, like, emotional and heartbreaking and just, yeah, it's just a bit of a, you know, a bit of a deep subject, really. But, they again, they handle it pretty well, I think. Yeah, I mean, we've seen this before in pretty much the two Christmas specials we've we've sort of looked at. They're, they're more drama-based almost, aren't they, than comedy. And whereas the, the feature-length ones went sort of full-on, these ones are just a bit darker, I think. Yeah, and I think sometimes, I don't know what it is. It's like the same with, like, I'm not the most Christmassy person, as you well know, and most people who have listened to us probably know by now. Um and I always find that maybe the darker stuff at Christmas is probably the better stuff because it kind of makes you, you know, subliminally appreciate the good stuff that you have. That's probably why I like stories like A Christmas Carol and everything, because they're quite dark and they draw you in. But then obviously afterwards, the whole point is obviously to enlighten you and be like, OK, all this bad stuff's happening, but it's a time of year to be thankful for what you've got. So maybe it's kind of like a, you know, that sort of thing that kind of flips things over. That's why dramas work better at Christmas. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually, Brad Rowan. I hadn't thought of that because obviously Christmas is supposed to be a family time. And, um, you know, we've seen pretty much certainly um, the Trotters family isn't all it's cracked up to be. And there's um, a few issues there. So, yeah, that's a really good point. I've never really thought of it like that. Yeah, good, good, good chat there, Brad. Well, I have my moments, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like um, Dale's in the pub and he, he's um, he's drinking a Grand Marnier and grapefruit juice. So he's um, he's got the older strange... Uh, sort of cocktails or concoctions on the go, hasn't he? Yeah, right. I mean, Christ. I mean, later on, obviously, I mean, much later on, he has like a really bad sort of stomach ache that puts him in hospital. I mean, the sort of cocktails he drinks, I'm not surprised. <laughs> no, and um, when um, Reg comes into the pub and he, he talks to um, to Rodney and that, and he says, "Oh yeah, your friend can play with us to um, to play the card game." He's really been an absolute dick to Dale, isn't he? He is. Yeah, and I was thinking like. I know it's all done for the show and everything, but Dale would probably not put up with that because at the end of the day, that house is still his house. He's still paying for everything. And even Reg later on, he's like pointed out that he's obviously taken all Rodney's money to do whatever, smoked all Dale's cigars and everything. It's like Dale would have, you know, be in his mind just to be like, you know, whether you're my dad or not, which obviously he is, he's just lying. I'll just throw him out on his ear and be like, no, I pay for this house. If you want to hang about and see Rodney and granddad, you can do it on your own time, really. Yeah. And I, I also wonder what Reg's sort of 
plan is because yeah if, if he wants to to move in and get Dell out you know Dell's not going to go that easy is he he's not Reg isn't going to be able to move in and become you know the man of the house of of um, Nelson Mandela house Dell's not just going to go where would Dell go you know his plan really isn't going to work is it it's not, no, because obviously, as we know, Dell, since the age of 16, has been the breadwinner. We know Reg was always a lazy bastard. Grandad's useless, and Rodney, bless him, is pretty useless as well at this point. So even if Dell did go, none of them are going to be able to afford the rent or get any money because none of them have got the, obviously, mindset to go out and get a job or do anything. So, it's, yeah, it's a bit of an odd one. Yeah, it is, because, you know, Reg is just going to sit there and, um, you know, he's been, like say, using Dell and Rodney's money, so that's going to dry up pretty soon. Uh, especially if Dell goes, um, yeah, I um, I just don't know. I just didn't know what his angle was really, um, and I I do wonder. Obviously, once Dell does kick him out and he, he fucks off, Reg, where where does he go? He's just like, yeah, I'll go then. And where does he go? We never see him again. Yeah, that's true. And fair play to Dell. He puts a wad of cash in his top pocket, doesn't he, and sends him on his way. He could have just like thumped him or thrown him out, but obviously that kind of like. That good side of Dell is always there, and that he has got a good heart, and he even gives his dad after everything he's done and how much he hates him. He still gives him a few bob to send him on his way with. Yeah, I've got that in my notes. The fact that you know he sort of has that little bit of compassion, and he, he gives that look as he puts the, the money in his pocket, and it's it's quite a touching um, thing. David Jason, he plays it really well. He's, he sort of looks, and he, yeah, he looks genuine when he puts the money in his pocket. I thought. Yeah, there's a couple of bit just going um, back a little bit. When Rodney first appears in his praying mantis outfit for this episode, his Palmer Violet outfit, um, Dell's like there, like going, Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He's obviously trying to be nice to Rodney and everything. He's like, Oh, is, is that new? He's like, No, I've had it for five years and it wasn't new then. I was thinking, Is it new? I know Dell's obviously just trying to be nice to everything. But it's like it's the one suit Rodney owns and he just he whips it out for every occasion. Of course, it's not fucking. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did notice that. Actually, I was going to put that in my notes, and I thought you'd probably pick up on it. The old uh, Fred Rolls fashion uh, notes. Yeah, <laughs> is that new? It's like no, you've been wearing it since Series One, Rodney. And obviously, as he says, it wasn't new then. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think you said earlier, how fucking high are his trousers? Like they're up around his fucking nipples somewhere, aren't they? <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Don't need suspenders. He just latches them onto a, like an erected nipple, and it holds them up for him for somehow in a little jean hook. So. Uh, the, um, one thing I was going to ask you, also, we get a mention of Dr. Becker here. Now, do we actually ever meet Dr. Becker? Yes. Is he the one who came around um, with Grandad pretending to be ill with the um, yeah. with the oranges and everything? Okay, I was wondering, if he's one of those characters. I know he meets some doctors down the line. And I couldn't remember if we actually meet Dr. Becker because he is mentioned several times. Yeah, yeah, he is mentioned. But yeah, we did see him in um, the episode with, uh, what's her name? Mrs. whatever her name is that Dell tries to get the flat from. Um, yeah, that's Dr. Becker in that. So yeah, he um again continuity gets mentioned and we do actually meet him. So um he's obviously the family doctor. Yeah. And just lastly, the last point I got on my notes here is but like I said it's kind of Grandad's last episode and he kind of he, at least he kind of goes out of a running joke, doesn't he? Like um he burns the pizza, doesn't he? And that's pretty much the last line of the episode because he puts the pizza on when Dell comes back reveals all and sends Reg on his way. And um, I think the last line is like, Grandad comes out of this like fucking burn, but like, it's almost on, <laughs> on fire, isn't he? He's like, Del boy, I'll burn your pizza. And that's pretty much the end of the episode. Yeah, I've literally got that as, as my last note as well. Yeah, the um, the last line Grandad ever, ever has is, um, Del boy, I'll burn your pizza. And he's got this fucking black pizza with a flame coming out of it. Um, yeah, and Del... 
he originally says he comes in and um, Reds is like, you got any alcohol or any booze? And Dale's like, no, I'm off drink. And the next thing he's like, yeah, I've stashed um, a bottle of scotch in the cupboard. It's like, well, you're not off drink really, are you, Dale? You know, Dale would never be off drink, would he? <laughs> no, he's not. And I, it's, I'm talking about there's a lot of clutter in the flat. I know it's Christmas and everything, but you don't actually see his like little mini bar or anything in this one, do you? No, no, you don't. Yeah, I mean, they've sort of gone to town on the old decorations as well. They've even sort of put things on the doors and everything. It's, they're actually trying to um to sort of emphasise the fact it is Christmas, I guess. Yeah, Dale probably got a box of knocked off Christmas goods from a Trigger or someone like that. So, or Monkey Harris. <laughs> Monkey Harris, yeah. <laughs> it would have been Monkey, wouldn't it, probably? He gets all his <laughs> shit from Monkey Harris. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much all I've got to say about this episode. Again, it's one of those ones that's um, it's not a bad episode. I wouldn't say it's another go-to episode, and it's odd, even though like what I mentioned about like the sort of things I like to watch around Christmas and stuff, it does that well, but it's almost kind of nondescript as well, and it's weird because obviously Reg never comes back for one reason or another. There's also just a, a no, it's not a taint, that's the wrong word, but it's just something about it. When you know that it's Grandad's last episode as well, it kind of just puts a bit of a kind of damper on it that way, because obviously... Obviously, yeah, we get Uncle Albert, which is fantastic, but it's just obviously a shame knowing that that was Leonard Pierce's kind of last outing, really. Yeah, it is, isn't it? And, um, you know, we've always said that Albert is probably the better character, and I don't want to taint um, Leonard Pierce. I think, looking back on these first three series, Leonard Pierce has been actually really, really good. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a strange episode, this. It's probably my least favourite of the whole of series three. It's been, this is not a bad episode, don't get me wrong, but Series three has been really fucking solid so far. And this one kind of ends on a bit of a sad note. Obviously, the fact that Leonard Pierce died not long after this is obviously not the fault of the episode. But I don't know. It's just a bit of a damp squib, I think, for a Christmas special. Again, they haven't really nailed it yet, have they? No, they haven't. But like we say, that does kind of change from series four, which we're going to be going on to in the next week or two. Um but yeah, I'm, there's not really much else I have to say about this one, really. Um, but of course, to all our listeners, thank you again for uh, obviously listening and tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you've got any thoughts on this episode or any of the upcoming ones in Series 4, then by all means, let us know by getting in touch at the Hyperbaric Goats on Twitter. Indeed. Couldn't say any better, Brad Roll. Um, and yeah, Series 4 is incoming. And we're going to have maybe a little bit of a sort of random episode in between this and series four if we can get our act together um and um a new theme tune is upcoming as well so um yeah stay tuned for that it's all changing it is yeah we're going we're going up in the world kind of thing <laughs> but um as always thank you all for listening and joining us and for this week this is bread roll bread roll can't even speak saying bonjour <laughs> <laughs> and for me jt i've just got one last thing to say some people get wise men bearing gifts we get a wally with a disease. No income tax, no VAT, no money back, no guarantee. Black or white, rich or poor, we'll cut prices at a straw.